In any World Cup, there's usually a group of death, a set of teams that make you wince or raise your eyebrows, or maybe even both, if that's anatomically possible. That's perhaps Group C this time around, with big hitters Spain and Germany thrown in together as Japan and Costa Rica look to cause an upset. If it's not the group of death, it's at least the group of serious injury. I'm Kevin Hatchard, and this is Football Only Better. The big games need the big names. Thrilled to have Mark O'Hare with us once again. Mark, let's start with Germany against Japan. And Germany, even though there's a lot to like in terms of the quality they have in the squad, and I think they're going to have one of the best coaches at the tournament in Hansi Flick, there are question marks in attack and defence right now. There is, yeah. But um, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think this might be the match to really sort of light up the World Cup in the first round because we've got a German team under Hansi Flick who... Are looking to replicate what he achieved by Munich, which is playing in very much a front foot manner. Uh, you could call it gung ho um, to attack, and he's looking to try and field as many of his Bayern Munich contingent in his starting eleven as possible to enable that approach. That means we might have an all Bayern Munich front four of uh, Muller, Gnabry, Sane, and Musiala, uh, whichever sort of makeup he does. And you know, I've seen reports that. Uh, Gnabry might be leading the line, it might be Muller um, with Musiala in behind or on the right-hand side. But whichever sort of uh, system he goes with, there's a, a huge amount of danger in that Bayern, in that Bayern and German front line. And, and since he's arrived, they've scored in 14 or 15 internationals. They've scored four or more goals on six occasions as well. So they are very much front foot. And if you, know, if you look at the, the left-back, David Raum, he's very much an attack-minded wing-back rather than a left-back. So uh, Goretzka could get the nod as well over Gundogan in, in midfield, which is... Uh, kind of another tick in the box, really, if you're looking for goals. And even at centre-half, Rudiger and Sula, um, powerful athletes who can you know, cause many problems from set-piece situations. So I do like Germany. Um, I think they can cause this Japan team plenty of problems. Uh, a Japanese team who've been criticised back home for their own style uh, in recent years because they've moved away from the old cliche of playing quick, fast, uh, short-passing systems and looking to get the ball quick, quick forward quickly too. They've been a bit more conservative and I know sort of playing in Asia has you know, probably worked against Japan in, in a way because they're playing against deep-line defences so they have to be a bit more, you know, they can't play kind of all-out attacking football in that sense. They have to be a little bit more cautious and conservative but um, I think this match might bring out the best of Japan because they will get opportunities in counter-attacks and transitions because we know Germany will flood forward and um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful we get to see a, a really interesting game here. But uh, I obviously would side with, with Germany. Uh, they are to win and both teams to score. Comes in at 3.25 on the exchange, uh, which is a big price, I think, for something I could easily see. Germany winning this game 2-1, 3-1, something like that. But um, I don't want to steal your thunder, Kev, but um, your main man, Jamal Musiala, um, coming in at 5-2 to, to score at any time in this match. Way too big. Way too big. <laughs> it is. You know, whether he is starting, um, obviously you, you hope he is, but if he's starting in, in the hole behind Muller or Gnabry or if he's starting from the right-hand side, massive price for a guy who's Bayern Munich's top goal scorer this season. Now, you know what you've just done, Mark, right? You've just used the Musiala megaphone. So go on, pick it up off the floor. <laughs> go on, pick up the Musiala megaphone and you have to shout through it. 
Here we go. He's found I it. I don't have one here. Ah, oh, I'm going to have to do it then. Hello! There we go. The Musiala megaphone in full effect. Um, elsewhere, we have the dashing Doctor of Data with us, Jake Oscarthorpe from InfoGold. He's been crunching the numbers so you don't have to. Uh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? Germany, Japan. I can't see any way that it won't be. Yeah, I fully agree with everything you've said so far. Um, I think it's going to be a cracking game, this one. It could, it could be, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be an upset like the last World Cup with South Korea, obviously, upstate in Germany, but there is the possibility that the same kind of game dynamics take place, which is Germany playing front foot football and then getting caught out on the counter, uh, which is like what, like what Mark said, it could mean for a very entertaining clash. Um, I actually have no bet in this. Um, I, there was nothing that really tickled my fancy. Um, I like the Musiala angle. If, if you think there's going to be goals, then taking him. He looks a big price um, in the goal scorer market. Yeah, I'm just happy to sit and kind of enjoy what could be a really enthralling game. Delighted to say trader and tipster Emmett O'Keefe is with us as well. What do you make of Germany, actually, Emmett? Because I, I like them a lot. I think there's a real there's a real sense of purpose and clarity since Hansi Flick went in there. Under Joachim Löw towards the end, it was all a bit, what system are we playing? What formation are we playing? What what do we actually want to be? And I don't think Löw knew. I think he ran out of ideas. Flick has just gone in there and went, yeah, that thing I did with Bayern and I won all that stuff. I'm going to do that with most of the same players. Is that okay? So yeah, they they, they know exactly what they're about, don't they? Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with everything you, everything you said there. I'm quite sweet in Germany's chances also. I think it's it's, it's kind of, like a, a, as a, the obvious point here, as Bayern Munich, as, as Bayern Munich go, I think Germany are going to go. And Bayern Munich domin- like dominated the best group in the Champions League. They're second in the betting for the, champ- for the Champions League. They, they, they look one of Europe's best sides. And the core of that team will, will, be, will be playing for Germany. Like I think in, in a World Cup without kind of friendlies, without that lead-in time, having a core players at club level is really valuable. And as you mentioned on Flick, international football it, it, it isn't, it isn't like club football in terms of manager strength. You look at the Premier League, and you've got Jurgen Klopp, Antonio Conte, Pep Guardiola, who are three, three of the best coaches in the world. You've guys like Arteta, Ten Hag, are probably in the top 10 or 12 coaches. International football, Lionel Scaloni, who's coaching Argentina, who are second in the betting of the World Cup. This is his first ma- job at managerial level. I don't want to bash Gareth Southgate too much, but we all know his 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 club record isn't that of an elite manager. Whereas we only have to look back a, a, a couple of seasons for, for Hansi Flick leading Bayern Munich to, to Champions League glory with with the best pressing game in Europe. So I I, I think Flick Flick gives gives Germany a huge edge 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 on the opposition. And I'm I'm kind of, but I, this is a game I will be a little concerned. Just as uh, as the guys have said, like Japan, Japan will kind of have struggled against the kind of teams that play in a low block, and the way Germany play will suit them. Just one thing to watch with Japan: they underperform their XG really badly in in kind of uh, in Asian qualifying. Poor finishing really let them down. And I know just kind of reading some of the pre- preview pieces on them that it, that's still that's still kind of a big concern. So that yeah, it really feels it feels to me like a game where. Germany might even kind of give up big chances, maybe kind of lose the shot count in the first half or something like that, but but end up end up kind of grinding out kind of a two one or a three one win. Uh, yeah, Massive Musiala was the angle I, I like here. I saw I think Mark Mark tipped him up for a top Germany goal scorer. I, 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 I I've had a bet on that myself as well at kind of bigger prices. So I'm I'm very sweet in his chances. I think if Germany go far, I wouldn't rule out even him being kind of a golden ball contender. Yes, indeed. I do think Musiala won 40 when we talked about Musiala in the golden boot market. And you could see him easily getting 
a couple of goals in the group stage. He's been in great form uh, for Bayern for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, every day of the first week of the World Cup, we'll be offering a completely free £2 bet builder. Maximum one free £2 bet per customer per day. Applies to any bet builder on any World Cup game from the 20th to the 26th of November. Minimum combined odds 1.5. Eligibility criteria and T's and C's apply. So if you combine what the guys have all said, you could have something like Germany to win, both teams to score, and Musiala to score. Uh, and I think you'd be on uh, quite a nice combined price. Elsewhere in that group, Spain, the 1.17 favourites, as they face what we expect to be a fairly defensive Costa Rica. Emmett, what we do know about Spain can be slow starters sometimes. Yeah, definitely. That's the kind of the angle I was looking at. I think... Um... Just, just on Costa Rica, it's kind of plus a Sean share with the kind of the core of players like Brian Ruiz and kind of jo- 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 Joel Campbell, Brian Oviedo, and kind of really heavily relying on goalkeeper Keder Navas, who's by far their best player. He had like in in qualifying, he'd by far the best statistics of 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 every goalkeeper. So they're, I think, again, much like some of the kind of the, the games we, we talked about for, for for yesterday's matches in terms of like it, it it'll be kind of Costa Rica playing a really low block and seeing. Can Spain break them down? Yes, yeah, Spain. Will, I, I would definitely be worried about a kind of a slow start for Spain, just in terms of lacking that rhythm without the kind of without the warm up time and just kind of the uncertainty over their attack. It's kind of. I think Spain are a dangerous team, but they're kind of. They, they definitely look a team that are kind of they'll impress more against better opposition. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was kind of nil nil heading into the last ten minutes, and maybe Spain kind of nicking a goal late on. So yeah, I, I was looking at the halftime nil all. It's at around anything a two to one or above looks a bet to me. I could just see this kind of a slightly slow start for Spain and kind of Costa Rica may make it more difficult. Spain eventually grinding out kind of a one a one nil or two nil victory. Yeah, Jake, it's an interesting one, this, isn't it? Because you look at Spain and it's there are no surprises here in the sense that we know exactly how they're going to try and play. We know a lot of it's going to rely on whether Morata's on a hot streak or not. But the one player with X Factor that I'm really glad that Luis Enrique included, and I wasn't sure he was going to, is Ansu Fati, because there's a guy who actually for Barcelona has been playing well. They've eased him back in after a long spell out with injury. He's one that could potentially break that Spanish mould, couldn't he? And actually give them something they haven't had. He absolutely could, yeah. It's just a case of will he, will he get game time? Um, I think that this is a kind of perfect game for him to uh, to be thrown in, given that you're going to play against a deep line block. He's probably one of the best dribblers that they have on their team um, in terms of directness and beating a man. So that might be something to, to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I... It's, it's a really interesting Spain team. I know we had Jason Murphy on, um, and he was very pro-Spain. He even had red on, didn't he, and the, uh, a red shirt on. So he was he was all over yeah. the Spain bandwagon, covered uh, all on all angles. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll they'll have a decent tournament. I think they're a good team. They're probably more than the sum of the parts. Um, you know, majority of the squad individual wise is probably not the standard of some of the competitors, but. Um, you know, they, they too are another team like Germany who have a really good coach who's proven at club level and it's now he, can he do it at, at this international level. Um, these are the kind of games that generally we see Spain struggle. Not so much struggle because they, they never look like they're going to lose these kind of games. It's just a case of can they win them? Uh, and, and if they can, how, how dominant can they be? Uh, you know, with, you think back to the last Euros, do you really, I think they won one group game uh, at the Euros, it was an absolute five nil hammering. But the other two, they really did struggle to to kind of break teams down. I don't think Costa Rica are at the standard of those teams. I think they're a lot lower 
Um, and uh, yeah, this is just going to be a firing squad, basically. It's just going to be a case of, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a shot count of 22 to 0 or something like that in this game. I, I'd be surprised if Costa Rica even threatened the Spain goal. Um, so the, the question then is, what kind of betting angle can you come up with? Um, I like him. It's uh, nil, 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 half time. I, you know, I'd throw in half time, draw, full time Spain as maybe um, a decent betting angle. Just, just again, for what I said uh, in the, the previous podcast. I think that that could be a theme in this first round of fixtures is the better team struggling in the first half and then being able to bring on better quality off the bench and change five of their forward players effectively might make a, a difference and, and get them over the edge. Um, but yeah, I was surprised to see the, the podcast staple of, of a favourite winning under three and a half goals, nearly even money. You're getting around 1.97 on the exchange for a Spain winning under three and a half goals. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of for me, covers all bases in the sense that if there is an early Spain goal, um, I still wouldn't expect them to run away and win 4-5-0. I think it'd still be quite controlled, um, particularly at this stage of the tournament. You know, I don't think they'd overexert themselves. They'd probably do what Ecuador did, which was go 2-0 up, play for 10 minutes in the second half, and then take all the best players off and rest them. Um, so, yeah, I think that covers you for, for that. And, yeah, I... I can't see Costa Rica scoring, so you know it's it's between that and the win to nil that really took took um, my eye. But I just think that the the under three and a half goals you you cover yourself a little bit more in that regard. Then just in case Costa Rica do score one of the counter attack, you've still got the two one side. Um, so yeah, that 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 to me looked the standout there at one point nine seven in in what should be a fairly one sided game to watch. And like you said, it's just a case of can Spain finish the chances. Well, let's switch our attention to the group that involves Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. Mark, I want to talk to you about Belgium's game against Canada. Belgium, the 1.55 favourites here. Now, that seems fair enough. Belgium do tend to be good flat-track bullies. But I just wonder, does the speed that Canada have in attack, and indeed from guys like Alfonso Davies elsewhere, can that cause them a problem? Yeah, it can. Um I've been negative on Belgium in all of our previews, um, but I do think they're they're fair enough at the price coming into this match. Um, I don't think they're fair enough on the in terms of the group prices, which we've talked about before. I think I think they they're far from bombproof, but um, I think right now this gives them a good chance to get off to a decent start. Personally, um, injuries are affecting both teams. We know Lukaku won't be ready to start for Belgium, which means Michi Bashwai starts up front. But there's been doubts in the Canada camp about Davies, uh, about Stephen. Eustachio, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly, the Porto yeah, midfielder. Yeah. He's had a great season so far. And their goalkeeper as well, Milan Brojan, who's complained of pain during their friendly on Thursday. So, you know, John Herdman, their head coach, has said um, there's no guarantees right now. Um, none of them fully trained uh, what day is it, Sunday. So, um, yeah, we have to wait and see, really, from a Canadian's perspective to see how fit they're going to be. Um, might be a, a sort of lineup check at, at 6 p.m. when the team sheets are announced, or just have a look at the exchange and see the price movements. You'll get an idea if there's any major team news affecting either team. You know, probably a couple of hours before kickoff, really. That's when the market tends to start moving. But um, yeah, I mean, Belgium do tend to be flat track bullies. Um, they've still got more than enough quality in forward areas to uh, breach that Canadian rearguard, who on paper don't look the, the strongest. Um, Belgium only failed to score twice in competitive matches under Martinez when he was appointed back in August 2016. So, you know, I expect Belgium to score, of course. But um, if Canada do line up with with Davies supporting Jonathan David and, and Kyle Laren, that's a decent attack. You've got uh, Buchanan and Osorio as well, players of, of real ability in, in wide areas. The fear for me about Canada is, is the midfield, the central midfield area, where Atiba Hutchinson, at 39, is still going strong. But um, he's going to have to try and keep tabs on Kevin De Bruyne. And um, 
Yeah, that looks, uh, that looks a tall, tall order, really. So chuck in that defence on top, and I think the, the edge is definitely with Belgium coming into this match. Um, so, yeah, but it's very difficult to know what we're going to get from Canada because they haven't been tested outside of their region. Started superbly during qualification. Some of their more recent performances have been a bit more iffy. So, um, tricky game to call this one. But um, I dipped into the bet builder. Um, as I say, I'm pro-Belgium, so Belgium to win. Over 1.5 goals, so the Belgium to basically win by any scoreline that's not 1-0. And Bashwai to score. Comes in at 2.7, which I thought was a, a reasonable price, actually. Um, Bashwai scored three goals and six starts in the Nations League. He's had a great season so far for Fenerbahce in, in Turkey, and he's got a really good record, actually, for the Red Devils. He's got 26 goals and 47 caps. When his head is in the game and he's motivated, he can be lethal. So um, I expect him to be absolutely motivated to, to lead the line for Belgium. So, um, yeah, just a combination of the three, but it, it wouldn't be my strongest play. I mean, in terms of Belgium overall, but we talk a lot about that ageing back line, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, but they do have arguably the world's best goalkeeper behind them so it's difficult to know where they're at really isn't it in some ways yeah it is i'm I'd, i'm kind of i'm very negative on them as well but like mark i backed them not to qualify i i, I kind of five to one I, I think yeah it's just they have all the signs to me of a team heading for disaster just in terms of martinez having been there six years and there just it was a real sense of a bit of stagnation in the kind of nations league and just with the aging backline a diminished lukaku and hazard it's just it, it, it feels like this Belgian goal generation kind of lost their chance, and and I think I, I think could be exposed in a group. I think that's probably better than that. that probably, probably some people think. I, I I if Canada had a few less injuries, I'd really fancy for this game. There's actually been a big move in them in the market. They were nine to one to win this match as recently as maybe two weeks ago, and they're now and then they're now as short as short as around six to one. So uh, given that, I couldn't really. Despite being anti-Belgium, I couldn't really recommend them in the match prices for this game. But I was looking for something Canada-related. And if he's fit, I like Alfonso Davis to score around 5-1. to From what I've seen, he looks to be probably on the penalties for Canada. And I just think Canada's like... I think this is no. I think one thing I'm sure of in this game is that David Lorene and Davies can cause huge problems. This Belgian back down and score at least once. So I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of pro, pro the Canada attack exposing Belgium's defence. And Davies a five to one eight time looks a fair price if he starts. Right then, final game to look at: Morocco against Croatia. Jake, Croatia, the two point one four favourites here. There's an argument to say they're in better shape than they were at the Euros because of the defensive changes they've made. Because you have basically trucks in the middle of the defence with Vida and Lovren. And now you've got, you know, cars with a higher gear, let's say. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. There is definitely an improvement in that um, in that regard. Uh, I, I think they'll be tested, this that back line in this game. Um, I think Morocco... Have the capability in the forward areas, and particularly with the fullbacks. I know Mark has been speaking about them quite a lot, Masrawi and, and Hakimi. I think they could cause Croatia some problems. I, I think we could be in for a really entertaining game um, just to kick off on Wednesday. I've got both teams to score at 2.2. I thought that just looked a little bit big to me. I think Croatia have got more than enough in forward areas themselves to really cause problems for, for Morocco. And, and Morocco, we have seen, you know, that generally pre Afghan, they were. One of the tighter defences in in uh, in that continent kept quite a lot of clean sheets, and the games were quite low scoring. But post Afcon, both teams' scores actually landed in six of their eight competitive games. So I think that's including Afcon, uh, three of five at Afcon. So 
you know, they are, we are seeing them be a little bit more expansive, and, and maybe that's down to the fact that they they trust themselves more in forward areas to um, to outshoot their opponents and, and score a few more goals. And as for Croatia, ten of their last twenty have seen both teams to score. Um, I think they've got more than enough quality in forward areas to create chances, but still suspect defensively. And I think added to this, I'm very I'm compared to everyone else here. I'm quite pro Belgium in this group. I think they'll they'll flat track bully the way through. I think they'll. I think it'll destroy Canada. I don't think I don't give Canada much hope um, whatsoever. I think the good they, on paper Canada are in great form, but they've played nobody of this of Belgium standard. So I think that, in my opinion, Belgium will win that game quite comfortably, and I think that puts even more emphasis on Morocco or Croatia to really go out and try and win this game. Because um, if you win this game, you're pretty much through it, in my opinion. Um, uh, it put you in a really, really good position to, to qualify. So we might see a more open game than what potentially uh, many may expect. Emmett, what do you make of this one? We know that Morocco have great quality in the wide areas, the likes of Hakimi and Mazraoui. They leave an awful lot of space behind them, but it could be an interesting game, couldn't it? Yeah, very much so. I'm very sweet on Morocco's chances here. I, in, 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 for the group, I, just, I don't think there's that much difference in talent between Morocco and Croatia. Like Morocco are very good players in every line. The fullbacks has been mentioned. I think Roman, Roman Sais is a pretty good player. Amrabat as uh, a holding midfielder. Bona Bono and goal, Ziesh and Elnesi up front. I think Morocco are a very solid team. I think there, there is there is some doubt in terms of having a new manager in, having sacked their previous manager to get on with Ziesh and Masraoui. But I think there's a lot of upside with with Morocco and the market is kind of seeing that a bit. I think we've seen Morocco again a couple of weeks ago as big as four to one for this match. They're now around sixteen to five. I I wouldn't put anyone off back in Morocco to win this group at around eight. Eight or nine to one again. It's kind of being 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 against against Morocco against Croatia and Belgium, and just but for this game specifically, I think you can get Hakimi in the goal score markets at around eight or nine to one. I think that's definitely big. He's been he's been in a really good goal scoring form for PSG this season. He scored three goals in the last two years for Morocco. He's actually scored seven goals. Like he, he's an attacking fullback or wingback to begin with. With, with Morocco, he, he'll 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 push on even more. And yeah, I'd have them probably closer to six or seven to one. So, if you're looking for kind of a, a big, a big, big price to accumulate or go, go for Alfonso Davies and Akimi in the goal score markets uh, on on uh, on Wednesday. Well, that's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. If you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up for our World Cup newsletter at betting.betfair.com. I will eventually forgive Mark O'Hare for not picking up the Musiala megaphone. That was his time to shine, but he turned it down. But there you go. From Mark, from Jake, from Emmett and from me, it's goodbye for now.